Hello. How are you? We're back. We're back. First show of 2017. 2017, yeah. Yeah, we lived. We lived through 2016. We didn't die. Yeah. Which that's means good. we're not really. Thanks for noticing that. Yeah. That we're not what? Celebrities. That we're not great. <laughs> it only took three. Well, that's the thing that's annoying is people kept being complaining about it and. They were waiting for 2017, like I, like no one's going to die now, <laughs> and bad things aren't going to happen. Uh, like, I don't know, everyone's complaining about 2016. Oh, Trump got elected. I'm like, well, what do you think it's going to be like when he becomes president? <laughs> right? Like, that's when it's going to get really I, bad. I know people are excited for this year. I'm like, no, that's the, that's when the, the, hurt, the, the hurt comes in. Well, what do you think... Um, it, well, first, sorry, there's a few things I want to talk about. Uh, well, obviously, the Golden Globes That's huge. just happened. That's huge. I feel like they're almost like better than the Oscars now. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the Oscars seems very anticlimactic. The, Os- the Oscars is really boring and long. Well, I think the Golden Globes has it because I know one thing with the Golden Globes: they encourage them to drink while they're there. So right. sometimes the celebrities get a little goofy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not, why everyone was yelling. Yeah, yeah. Not, not only that, they um, it's TV and movies. So basically, when you watch it, it's like every category is a kind of an interesting category. It's either, you know, because you know when you watch the Oscars, there's about a fucking hour in the middle where it's like best sound design. Yeah, for like an hour and a half. Yeah, but with the Golden Globes, it's just like best actor in a movie, best actor in a TV show, best actor in a comedy. Right, and right. It's like, I'm like, That's so, true. They don't do any, you know, it's like an hour and a half of like best sound effects editing. Right. And it's like, do you, I mean, are we really supposed to be expected to believe that... All these people in the academy, all these actors are watching the five movies, and they're like, "I really comparing the sound editing." They're like, "No, I didn't like the way they edited the sound in that one." And I was, I was, I always noticed that the week before, like the Oscars, I think there's like a technical Oscars, which really get into it, right? Which every category is that. Like, how boring is that Oscars? They don't even they don't televise anything. No, right? I don't think they televise that one. I've always thought about that. Like, it must be really weird to be. Uh, in that area of the industry, in, of the entertainment industry, because they're probably doing really well and they are like uh, excelling at their job, but it, it doesn't seem glamorous, show busy at all. No. Like, is that weird to them? Are they kind of like, yeah, I'm in showbiz, but like, I think it just they need these awards because you know sometimes the actors get all the credit or maybe the director for making the movie and these right. people actually do like especially cin- cinematographer i think is yeah. people don't really know much about that but that's very important you know yeah i feel like it, it i mean it really all comes down to let like that the cinematographer and the editor right i think the editing editor especially i think editing is almost all of it cuz if you you can have you can have shot this great movie and if someone puts it together shitty Especially with comedies, if they don't edit it correctly, right. it's not going to be funny. Because that's, I mean, obviously, comedy is all about timing, and the editor is in charge of the comedy and timing, the, and the pacing. Yeah. So I wonder if I mean, I mean you know that from the videos you make. Yeah. Like, you ever totally. like make a video and you're like, you're like, this is going to be horrible, and then if you get a good editor behind it, yeah, they turn into something really good. Well, I mean, that's when I noticed when I started doing some filmmaking and or started doing things like. You know, when you're shooting a thing, it's really hard to tell if it's good or not because you're just there and, you know, it's not put together yet. So most things I've ever done, even if I wasn't like if I was just in it, I was like, this is going to be shit. Like, what am I? You know, because I did like this like movie once and they were like, you know, they would just be like, "Okay, well, now we're going to get you like doing this, you know, and make a face and then turn like that. And I was like, what is this fucking movie? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like, And then, you know, it took them two out two years to edit it. And then um, I came together fine. Yeah. But, yeah. 
It's really story. it's what you leave out, you know. So what struck you about the Golden Globes? But what was your favorite moment? Well, Meryl we'll Streep? get to the Jimmy Fallon thing, the, the teleprompter thing. And do you want to talk about Meryl Streep first? Well, we'll get to the. We'll get to. The, I'll, what do you want to talk for, about first? I was just going to talk about that. Did you see her speech? Right, but the, one thing with the Jimmy Fallon thing is just I wanted to bring it up is because the, the teleprompter malfunctioned the second it happened. Um, Mariah Carey started. No, singing. Yeah. but I like. You know, then people were saying it was a Dick Clark production. Maybe they're doing this intentionally. And I think they are doing this stuff intentionally. You do? Are you into conspiracy theories? No, no. I don't think it's... It creates viral moments. Oh, wow. Because Steve Harvey, a lot of people are saying that thing was fake. You know what I mean? That he was in on it, too? Maybe. Right. I guess that's true, yeah. No one gave a shit about the Miss Universe until that happened. Right, right. Um... And so you really, but in this, do you think they they would tell Jimmy Fallon up first? He wouldn't agree to that, right, Jimmy Fallon? Maybe they wouldn't tell him. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, but they you create because it's, everything is about this. Wouldn't happen twenty years years ago because viral moments weren't that important. But now right. to give it a little, I'm not saying it definitely happened. I'm just saying it's it's not even much of a conspiracy. It's you just create. A viral moment. See, yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see what they do at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to, like, not put any names <laughs> who's on hosting? the winner. Yeah. They're not having to tell anyone who's hosting <laughs> or tell the host. They'll be like, Pass it's you, buddy. <laughs> That'd be funny if they get a host, but he's not really going to be the host, and then they have another guy come out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They're just going to be throwing things. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the Mariah Carey thing was... Um, I mean, that was horrifying yeah. for her. I mean, I couldn't even imagine what that would be like. Did Did you see the Mariah Carey thing? Not I'm sure live, you did, but I saw it. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, so what's the problem? She couldn't. I don't. I didn't understand because a couple times she started to kind of sing and then she would just stop. So yeah. she can't hear. Is that what's going on? I think on? with a lot of these performances, it's like this. It's kind of like lip syncing in a way. But you sing over it, so it right. sounds like... Well, it definitely was lip-syncing, because the song was going... Right. But you sing over it, though, so it kind of blends in, so it looks natural. Right. I think that's how they do it. Yeah. But she couldn't hear anything, so she couldn't even sing over it, you know? So then I know, but why like, she couldn't even hear the song playing? But there's a couple moments where she does get the song, she starts singing, and then she would stop. Right. She handled it really well, though. Yeah, someone I'm wrote just it. kidding. She did. She, did. <laughs> she, she was like, yeah, all right, yeah, so uh, we didn't have a sound check. She was yelling out complaints. And she was still complaining yesterday. It's been over, like, nine days already. Just, like, let it go. No right, right. Things. Isn't she, like, crazy or something? They say that she's a fucking I mean, nut. she might, you know, Nick Cannon... Got divorced from her, and she like went nuts after that, or so she got engaged right after that, and then yeah. they broke up, or something. I just couldn't even imagine being married to her. Oh. She just seems like she. I couldn't even imagine being around her for like more than five minutes. No. All those chicks that everyone's like so in love with, and would think that they all want to marry. Yeah. You know, like uh, Kim Kardashian. I mean, wh- that would just be... But even worse with her, she's not only a diva, but she's an aging diva whose best years of... Mariah been- Carey? Yeah. Yeah, so- how old is she now? 46? She- what? I think she's like 46. Yeah, so, you know, it's like <laughs> rock star things. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like... <laughs> For her, she knows her best days are behind her, so it's it's hard, you know? She'll never achieve the success that she had years ago. That must be really hard if, when your whole, like, career and being uh, is centered around that. Like, Madonna. I read an article. I, I think it was in, like, Hollywood Reporter about that. It was called, like, Aging Disgracefully or something. Yeah. Or that was the headline that, that uh, Drudge gave it. 
And they were saying how Madonna had just accepted some award and she was just complaining about uh, how she's getting old and the media is like, you know, shitting on her for getting old. Mm-hmm. But they were saying like, you know, you, you just, it's time for you to kind of like get older and just kind of accept that you're not 35 right. year old Madonna anymore. Um, and, it, you know, the, the the article is kind of about male bashing, which I do think has kind of become a thing that's it's really easy to kind of like bash men like all you do is objectifies and it's like madonna like yeah. well that was her whole thing she's like you objectify something you can't get up like y- your whole career was you dancing around in your underwear yeah, you're like humping the fucking stage years ago yeah and, and you weren't complaining then yeah. but now that you're not 28 it's like a big problem for you yeah, you can't have a the, that cake and eat it too yeah, and they were she they were pointing out other you know like uh, Helen Mirren you know mm-hmm. how she kind of got older and she's still good looking but she's not trying to be thirty years old no. walking around in her underwear right um, but she's still really hot yeah she'll go in a, uh, like a swimsuit you know that type yeah of thing, but like I would bang Helen Mirren <laughs> yeah so would I. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's going to be so psyched. This is the name of this episode. I would bang Helen Mirren. Yeah. How old is she? Like I'd bang 100? Judy Dench, I think, at this point. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's an Oscar winner. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So that's what you're into? <laughs> no, it's funny. With guys, usually we don't care what, what they've done. Oh, yeah. But with women, that's what they they want, like the, the power and accomplishments. No, no. I, can, I would. Come on. You would, don't have a pro- Like, if you wouldn't want to just have sex with a woman. With Judy Dench? With just because of her accomplishments? Well, like for the story? Yeah. Or like for the money or something? I don't uh, know. No, just for Not the story. Be, At minimum for the story. That you bang Judy Dench? Yeah. I, I mean, I, this is going to weird. I mean, I'm not going to. Say it's off the table, <laughs> <laughs> but she—I never. She was never really that attractive. I, we're getting off track a little okay, bit. Sorry, but anyway. Um. So, so, so that's fun. so the Jimmy. Fa- I mean, and it's funny when you watch like a comedian when something goes wrong, they know how to handle it. You right. Know? But Mar- Mariah Carey doesn't know what to do if she's not singing. She's not known <laughs> for her improv. <laughs> so she just kind of like walked around. Like, what would you do if that happened? Not that like if you were in that situation. As a comedian, even like if you were just live and not even hosting the Golden Globes, but something, how do you think? Do you th- you'd like to think you would handle it well? Do you think you'd handle it well? I don't know. I mean, it's actually as a comedian, you learn to ad lib and vamp. You know, when there's weird, like something weird goes right. on stage, and then you're the MC, and something you know you try to bring yeah it back. I mean, it's not easy. There's no doubt. Yeah, um, I, I think he did a pretty good job. Jimmy Fallon, although a really good job would have made the audience not believe that anything was wrong and just fuck around. Yeah, I, mean? I guess what it was was he, when that happened, I mean, it's got to be kind of like a, a very petrifying moment. Yeah. And he didn't know how long it was going to go. Plus it was the, at the beginning, too. Yeah, right, right when you walk out on stage. I mean, but, you know, he's used to going out on stage. Uh, and he did a pretty good job. He, he was fine. But the yeah. thing I think is funny is, like, he didn't have anything to say. And then I guess right when it came on, he was, like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I did so when the teleprompter came on, all the words were there because he doesn't even look like he's looking at anything. No, well, I mean, he's, he probably rehearsed it several times, you know. Right. You he know? couldn't remember that first joke. That's what I was thinking. Even too. I remember it. Isn't it something about po- the popular vote or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd be able to remember the first joke. Yeah, but you could fuck up a word or something like that, you know. Yeah, I guess it's very strange. He was fine. It 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 could have been like a real bad debacle. That right. must be terrifying now, because I mean, if anything goes wrong, it's just everywhere now. Yeah. You know, remember the days when things would go wrong. You you just kind of heard about things, right? Sort of. 
the next day if you didn't watch it. Like when we were young, it was just like, oh, did you hear what happened? And, and then you kind of hear, and then you'd be like, wow, I guess I'm never going to see that. <laughs> Especially like the Oscars or something. You would never see that no, again. No, no. They're not going to rerun it. <laughs> now uh, you could like, look on YouTube and see if you can find it somewhere. You know? Yeah, it kind of sucks, actually. I remember that with even TV. Yeah. Like they'd be like, oh, did you see the episode? And then I'd be like, no. And yeah. then they, the, I remember that happened with the show once, and they were like, it was the greatest. And then like the show got canceled. Right. Never saw it. And then I saw Saw it finally like five years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like yeah, and you try after a while. Maybe you try to tape it, but sometimes you, your VCR wouldn't work. Or I remember sometimes I would try to tape something, and the tape was too far at the end. And yeah. I, I didn't rewind it, and I'm like fuck. And then I tried to tape something I really wanted to see, and it just cut off five minutes. Into yeah. It. I'm like I'm never gonna get to see this again. Right. Yeah. You're like I'm never gonna get to see <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny at the time. Like, I missed it. It's never going to be on again. <laughs> Little do you know, it's on every night, five times. No. Um, but yeah, that's kind of annoying. Like now you just kind of see the thing happen. But anyway, so he, he, he was fine and then it went on. And then did you watch his mo- I didn't really watch his monologue. Yeah, I knew a couple guys who worked on the monologue. Yeah, who Josh Comers. Yeah, and uh, I think he did. And, he know, did. I saw his name at the end. Yeah, and all the writers from Fallon. But I, I don't feel like that because of that mistake... That part was written by Josh. (laughs) I think they might have had to cut some... Because the monologue was very short. Was it? I'm thinking that they probably had to cut the monologue because of that snafu at the beginning. Because they are under a strict time thing. Yeah. So it kind of sucks. You might have written some jokes for it and they didn't get on because of this fucking teleprompter. Right. I have to ask those guys to see if that happened. It Uh, seemed like the monologue was short. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really yeah. see it. I, I started watching it like about uh, forty minutes into it. Oh, okay. But so one of the big things, uh, Donald Glover won for Atlanta, yeah. and the show Atlanta won. Mm-hmm. Did you ever know him? No, I never. Ran Did it. you ever see him around? No, he was you know he was like guy. a stand-up kind of around, right? I I never I never knew him, but I would do shows with him, and when I was doing my um, rap album, my first one, and this was like two thousand ten. Uh, I did a show at the Creek in the Cave, and he was on it. And he's one of those guys that, like, I I had never really met him, but everyone was like, oh, he's so nice. This happens to me all the time. People are like, he's the greatest guy in the world. And then when I meet them, they're just like, get away from me. <laughs> he wasn't, like, mean to me, but, it, right. like, people, I was, like, at the bar, and he was there. And this is before he, I mean, he was coming up, but he wasn't huge yet. And, right. And he was doing his rap persona childish gambino right. he just kind of started doing mixtapes and i was like hey man like i'm doing this album and like a bunch of comedians are doing things on it like would you maybe do like a guest thing on it and he was like yeah man i can't i'm really busy <laughs> uh, he wasn't really like me but he was just like yeah yeah and i was like what a dick and then he became then he became like a legitimately big rapper like a year later yeah i don't understand is it i don't even those raps real raps those, yeah they're yeah not jokes no that's uh. the thing and i think that's why he kind of um because I rapped with Mara Heron, she was and she was like friends with him. Like th- that was another thing. I was like, "Hey, Mara is doing it," and he was just like, "Yeah." And I think that's what it was. I think he was like, "I don't want to do joke rap," because uh, he became like a legit see, rapper. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on with that. I didn't follow it. I think that was a thing with him, and not, not a lot of people did because he was a comedian, but he didn't want to. He really was into. I mean, I was too, but I knew I couldn't get away with it, like for real. Yeah. You know? Did um, you see that show, Atlanta? I saw the first episode. I thought it was really good. Oh, really? People say it. Um, yeah, you've never seen it? And he, but the thing that's amazing about him, he's another one that now he's like huge. Yeah. He just, he was nominated for two Golden Globes and he won both of them. Yeah. Immediately. 
Um, you know, and he went up there and he was just like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, he wasn't even like, oh, my God. He was like, oh, yeah, thanks. This is all part of the my journey. life now. He didn't say the journey. Or the... But no, just kind of like he, he acted like it wasn't weird that he would just be winning Golden Globes. Right. Um, but it's just funny. Six years ago, I was at this you know, show with like 30 people. I'm like, hey, will you do my rap album? And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe he's not going to do it. <laughs> the weird thing is I don't think that <laughs> the Golden Globes for even with all the they have all the people who show up I don't think people care too much about that you won those awards it just yeah, it really could, it's just it's, I think if I won one you would you would care I think maybe your friend but in the industry I don't think it's less looked upon because in the past they've had made some weird choices for things you know right and uh like what can you remember any um Meryl Streep. I think there was a famous one where they, where they, I think they used to have a thing where it was best new artist, like, yeah, best new actor that was going to really build, make it huge. Who was it? Pia Zadora. It was like 1980 oh or something. Really? Like that. It's like an example. Plus, other times they would nominate guys that in weird categories, like, I think Jim Carrey would get for, for stuff, but he would never get nominated for the Oscar. And right. Not saying that I, Jim, Car- Jim Carrey is good, but. Right. I just think that um, it really doesn't have the res- I mean, it has probably some respect, but I mean, as long as you have the Oscars and the Emmys, right? You know, that's what these guys want to win first. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, the, Matt Damon, d- d- he presented last night. And he made a comment about that. He did. He was presenting Best Actress in a musical or comedy, and he's like, "I'm presenting this because last year I won for Best." Uh, Best Actor Musical or Comedy for The Martian. Oh, yeah, The Martian, that's <laughs> and right. And he was like, which the, that fact in itself is funnier than anything that happened <laughs> in The Martian. Um, that was really funny. And it's true, because I was like, yeah, The Martian. Yeah. Did you say, I mean, it's... Slightly funny? Is there... I think there's one kind of comic relief part. Right. I mean, but there's funny parts in, like... In every movie. Every movie. Yeah. Like, Schindler's List probably had one scene of, <laughs> like, yeah. levity... I don't know. I can't remember it offhand. But um, so, and then Meryl Streep's speech yeah. obviously was like a big thing. And then I, I actually was really surprised that she um, uh, went after Trump. But the thing I loved about it is she went after him for the that one, the one thing that I've I've never been able to kind of get my head around. You know, the mocking the reporter, the disabled yeah. reporter, which um, it's so funny because today, you know, obviously he, you know, that that's the thing that's like I'm. I kind of am already like I can't believe this guy isn't backing off of this. Well, with here's Twitter, but I'll tell you why because I was doing a little research. Yeah, I do some research. Yeah, because he's so crazy. apparently in the in the, in the uh, bubble sphere of the right wing, they found other examples of him kind of doing that in speeches. Oh, Trump. that that thing. The, but it, what? But they go see. He does it all the time. Right. But if you look at the video, uh, the couple other times it's really not as exaggerated as he does it when he makes no fun he's of it. clearly I mocking mean, the guy because he was like one he might once makes fun of ted cruz and ted cruz was, was like oh he's like ted cruz was like oh 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 and it was like kind of like it but right with that guy he was really yeah he was gyrating. doing he did the arm thing yeah. specifically like dead on right. exactly how that guy's arm is right um, but see, this is the thing. This is in the bubble now. You can't tell these Trump people because they'll come back to you with this this proof that he does it right. all the time, and it's not. So you can't you can't even say to he Trump's always a- mocks <laughs> disabled people, even when they're not disabled. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. 
But this yeah, is why ahead. you can't go to talk to these people because you go, how could you like this guy? And they're like, well, that was proven that he doesn't do that. I, I know it's yeah. just, it's so ridiculous that he just won't back up. I, the, the Twitter thing now, it's, the fact that he's about to actually be president and he yeah. still is writing these baby tweets. It, that's the most disturbing thing about it. Uh-huh. Just like it's like the president of the United States is just going to be because he always writes things like this is unfair. You know, you, if you think this and you're stupid, didn't he just write something like that? Yeah. If you think that this was if the, it was hacked, then you're stupid. <laughs> and it's like, what? You're the president, dude. Come on. Uh, um, no, I mean, but I thought I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked her speech a lot, obviously, because I you know I hate Trump. So, um, but I've been talking to some uh, supporters of like third party people in recent w- weeks, and they're. Yeah. They're already regretting it. I'm like, you know what? Oh uh, uh, yeah, really. I'm like, what do they say? The, they voted for. They voted for what's her face? What's or her, Gerald, or maybe Gary Johnson. And I'm yeah, like, you yeah. know, <laughs> they're, and they're like, well, it wouldn't have mattered because it's in this area. I'm like, yeah, but right. that's not the. You know what? Here's the thing, though. If all those Gary Johnson and Jill Stein people, even in New York, voted for Hillary, she might have been up by five million. How she's, many is she up by now? Like three. Three. <laughs> now she still would have lost. Right. But now it's five million. So it make it so like don't your protest vote to me is not is bullshit. I know it's yeah. it always it's then they don't they never learn from the yeah. past. It's just uh, but every uh, one of those third party people should have voted for Hillary, even if she lost, she would have been up by nine million. Then people would have been like, "What the fuck?" Right, <laughs> right. She's up by like fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> Trump only got like three hundred votes. <laughs> he got all the electoral college. Um. And it's just so funny that he, the, the things he comes back with, like, she's really overrated. Oh, That's God. what he said about Meryl Streep. It's like, come on, dude. I know, like, you're pissed that anyone said anything about you, but you can't, like, now you're saying Meryl Streep's not that good of an actress. But does she care? Look, she's always going to get work. She's made her money. Trump supporters do not go to her movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, she she knew. I mean, anytime you say anything about him, like, you, you you're... Anticipating that's going to happen. I almost guarantee you, Trump supporters were a lot of them Republicans. I bet most of them didn't even see the Margaret Thatcher movie, which she, which is she was right. Margaret, I, didn't, I didn't see that. What was that called? The Iron Lady. Yeah, but that you know that was about like a female Ronald Reagan, basically right, of England. Right. I wonder how many Trump people even saw that. You know, no. Well, then you think. Well, what did she? They got mad too because she made a jab about like. Football and wrestling, or no you, uh, MMA, which you can't touch. That what is MMA? Mixed martial arts. Mixed mar- martial yeah. arts. Okay. So why did she say that? She just said. She said that's not the arts. Football and no, I think she just said Im- it was about immigration. She goes, if you lose all the immigrants in this country, the only things we'll be able to watch are football and MMA, which is actually I think kind of correct because the yeah. NFL is there's no real foreigners in the nfl yeah and mama is i guess is a pretty american thing you know well and then she said which are not the arts oh she said that she did say that yeah, yeah that was a bit and you know i guess people are mad about that yeah. um i don't know i guess like i i i always thought i guess is hollywood has been vilified by him i didn't really know that i know he was kind of like shitting on hollywood because i guess they're very liberal they always shit on them because they don't want them to have too much power because they have they wield a lot of power they wield right. a lot of influence yeah you know so, you know, they just say, oh, these Hollywood stars should just not talk, you know, about right. politics. 
Yeah. And then did you see, I guess, like Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn, there's a big thing where they had like a reaction shot of them <laughs> watching Meryl Streep. Because I, I guess they're super conservative. Yeah, you definitely know Vince Vaughn is, yeah. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's like really conservative, right? He's a Bush guy. He was a Bush guy. Do you think He probably is a Trump guy, I right? I imagine, yeah. Ugh. I'm, I'm glad that movie didn't win anything. Not because nothing against Mel Gibson. I mean, well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm neither here nor there. With right. I don't give a shit. Um, but that movie's just not good. Yeah, I heard you told me about it, right? Yeah, it's like it's kind of corny and like it's just really violent. It's just not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, what were some of the other movies you've seen that were up? La La Land kind of won everything. Yeah, and I wrote a tweet about it. it seemed like that whole award show was like a three-hour ad for La La Land. It's like, and they were doing a lot of references to it. I'm like, I didn't see this movie. I know? think they do that a lot too. With the, well, that was what I was going to say about Atlanta. Like, I think it's good, but I've seen them do this a lot, where they'll give like a brand new show, all these awards, because I think they want to make it a hit show. Yes, yeah. Um, and Atlanta kind of smacked of that a little bit. Like, I could... It's kind of a win-win for them, because it is good, and he's kind of, like, on this trajectory of superstardom, and I think they're kind of like, this will be a great first... And he's black. Yeah. So it's kind of like, let's give this guy... Well, I think that's another thing. I think they go out of the... Golden Globes go out of their way to show that they're not the Oscars because the Oscars were very white last right, year. Right, right. So, you know, so it's a total. And I mean, it, it's good, and he's really good, but it's also the kind of they're able to be like, well, we we're going to break this guy, yeah, as like a superstar now. There was a, wasn't there? They did old, it with girls too. Yeah, the first season. But that's what I'm saying. That's why the Golden Globes. You can't really do that with the Oscars, but I think you can do that with the Golden Globes. Yeah, that's why it, it seems like this one is is more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I don't know. The Oscars is always just so boring. You you know what's going to win at that point. But I don't think the awards can be like because I remember there was a Simpsons episode years ago. Ago, but they were making a movie, right? Yeah, uh, I think it was the Radioactive Man. Movie yeah, where Millhouse becomes like the star yeah. of it, Radioactive, and, bo- like, the, uh, whatever. Or maybe it wasn't that. Or maybe it was another one. But they go, we've already vested so much into this movie. We already bought five Golden Globes already. Oh, right. They're basically saying that the, the award is just bought. Yeah, know? and I mean, it's probably not completely bought, but yeah, it is like campaigning, and it maybe is a it lot is of- bought though. At a, at a certain level, yeah. maybe because it you know it comes down to like these producers, these huge producers and agents who they have to kind of appease a right. little bit. Um, but that that's kind of the thing I don't like about sometimes because it it seems very like you know they all get up there and like you know this is all about like following your dreams and this and that and you know, anything's possible and I'm like come on you fucking knew this guy you know the guy who directed La La Land first was like. You know, I really wanted to make movies for so long. My dream came true. I'm like, this guy looks like he's like 22. <laughs> I don't know. Just have, seems... you, have you seen that movie? I did. I thought it was good. Oh, well, really? Yeah, it, it's good. It is. It is really good. It is really good. Yeah. Did you think it looked bad? I think it looks horrible. Oh, you do? Yeah. Why? Just because it's like dancing and singing? Yeah. I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. You're like, I don't like that. <laughs> no, it, it's good. It's. I liked it. Okay. Um, and uh, corny. I mean, it's a little. The thing I liked about it was that it wasn't cynical at all, and I th- I think that's why it got so celebrated because, first of all, like it's a very cynical time, and it was such like 2016 was such a dark year, yeah. and like there was so much vitriol and anger, and with that campaign, it just put it's, everyone was like spewing hatred, and it's very, it's it takes place in a cynical industry in town. Um, is it but a good story in there? It is. It oh, is. it is. Okay. And it's like supposed to be modern. It's kind of it's a throwback to those musicals of like the 40s or 30s. Right. Um, but 
And it's kind of that kind of temperament or vibe, but in present day. And it is about like following your dreams and how it's hard. Um, but like I said, it's not cynical, you know, and I think a lot of people who go into, you know, when you're younger and you go into showbiz or you're trying to anything, you're trying to follow your dream. You know, cynicism hasn't like the world hasn't punched you in the face. Right. And it's kind of about that. Like it is hard. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like the the passion and their dreams kind of like win in the end. Like cynicism doesn't win. I think that's what why Hollywood really responded to it, because I think it's what Hollywood would like it, itself to be right. you know, and what the vision and the perception of Hollywood is right. but isn't at all when right. you get there um, but that's what you would people in their hearts want it to be like well you just uh. follow your dreams and they can come true oh, I want to see it maybe I don't know you might not like I mean <laughs> I, I like but that's what I liked and I think that's again I think that's why yeah, people responded you went out there on a date with a girl right no I didn't I saw it alone oh I, know that <laughs> I don't know I'm like really into I like seeing movies I'm alone. joking I'm joking <laughs> um yeah, I guess it is like a date. I don't like going like I'm if joking. I'm like dating a girl, I'll go see a movie with her. But like early on, it's just weird to go to a movie because you're just kind of you don't know each other. You're just sitting there. Yeah, it's a good point. Not talking. You're like, I don't. And all you're thinking is like, am I gonna, will she let me bang her? <laughs> like, when should I try and bang her? Well, you have these yeah. new theaters. There, there's one in me or near me in Jersey, and there's one around here in the city where it's it's called iPick, where you have waitress service. Oh really? Yeah, but the movie costs thirty two dollars. Really? And that's not—you don't even get anything with that. That's just to sit in the movie. That's just to get in. Yeah, because they have that. Have you ever been to a theater where they serve you? No, I haven't. But they also do. They also did this place also have that you went to. Uh, like, apparently the uh, the seats are those super, but they're comfortable. But they you but can, not at the. This was at uh, Union Square. Oh, they have well, that at Kips Bay now. Oh, really? Well, you get to lie all the way back, and they give you a pillow and blanket. So why did you? Why are you even leaving your house? Right, right. You're just going somewhere <laughs> to take a nap. You know? Yeah, they uh, they give you a, a remote control. <laughs> you can change the channel. <laughs> um, I now I saw Rogue One yesterday, uh-huh. and they at Kips Bay, and, and that was the first time I was in one of those seats. You can lay back. Oh, it's cool though. It is. Um, but you don't need a pillow and blanket. That's no, too you much. don't need that. That's where do they do that? These I pick places. Oh, okay. I called them up because I wanted to know the deal. Jeez, yeah, that is that is shitty. I, I I saw Rogue One yesterday. Did you see that? Um, I'm halfway through it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're seeing it in the theater. <laughs> I'm coming back this week. <laughs> um, I uh, <laughs> I saw it. Not that I didn't think it was good. I thought it was okay. The, it's like I don't know. I'm not like a huge Star Wars guy. Like I like them. I always see them. Right. I just heard this wasn't that good, and I and I saw it. And the problem was you don't know anyone in the movie. You don't know the characters. I know. So you're just like the first hour. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I just was like, I have no clue what's I'm going very, on. I'm in that. I don't know what's going on area. I don't know. Yeah. Like I could an hour and a, like hour in. I was like, I have no clue what's happening. <laughs> I know like something. She's mad. But I mean, I feel like the first Star Wars. They, you know, when you saw them when they were like six, they yeah. at least explained the movie. Yeah. The plot. You know. Maybe this one's for the nerds. It is, and I think it's supposed to be kind of like, well, everyone knows so much about it already. But right. I mean, but I'm like, yeah, but I don't. These are completely new people. <laughs> Isn't Carrie Fisher? They digitally make her young. And yeah, they make her look like exactly. Does it look real? I, it does. It looks really real. Wow. I mean, it can't be her though. It, Could uh, it? It's digital. I don't know how they did it. I mean, they must have used. She must have been. I mean, that was another thing. What? What was? Were you? That was crazy. That whole thing with Carrie Fisher. Well, then that her mom died yeah. like the next day. 
I tweeted something, but then I took it down right away because I thought people would think it was really mean. What was because it? Because I don't know. Did you ever see Postcards from the Edge? Yeah. Which is based kind of on her life, mm-hmm. and it talks about it's all kind of about the dynamic between her and her mom, and her and the whole thing in the in that movie is that the she's always yelling at the mom because her mom's always stealing the spotlight mm-hmm. from her. Like she'll be at a party, and the mom like it's like her birthday, and the mom starts doing like a dance number, and she's oh, like, "Why did you do that? Like it was my day." And I wrote like in quotes. I wrote like. Um, you just couldn't let me have my moment, could yeah. you? Said <laughs> Carrie Fisher to Debbie Reynolds in heaven. But I mean, I guarantee you, if there's like an afterlife, she's just like, what the fuck? Like, really? I couldn't even have a day alone. Yeah. You couldn't even let me have this. <laughs> but she died, I guess, because of her, you know? So she did love her, I think. No, no, I'm sure she did. Yeah. But yeah, I think that is a funny tweet. You I get, mean, I'm not saying like that. You get a lot of nasty re- replies, but still funny. Yeah, and I mean, it, it is kind of meanish, but it's like, I think it's still true. That that was a dynamic in their relationship. She was always kind of like, yeah. you're stealing the spotlight from me. That's funny. Um, yeah, were, I mean, were you a fan of Carrie Fisher? I know this, like, no, could, I mean, could you she, even, is that even possible? Yeah, she's like, she was very smart and very funny. Like, she was a great writer. Yeah, she was like a that. good writer. And I used to see her Twitter account was pretty good and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I really think that she just died, you know, because she, when she was in the first Star Wars, she was 19 years old. Right. She became a big thing. She became a major drug addict for years. Yeah. You know, she's partying at Studio 54 when she's probably 20 years old. Yeah. She's banging like the Rolling Stones or whatever. Yeah. You know, she, she had, All at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she lived a hard 60 years. Did she bang the Rolling Stones? I read She's banged like everyone, yeah, right? Yeah. I think it was that that was Paul the time. Paul Simon and stuff. Yeah. Paul Simon, yeah. She picked the hottest. <laughs> Do you know she was like, she dated Dan Aykroyd because they were both in the Blues Brothers? I'm sure, yeah. But I think that the, the story I read, she wrote, it was like... Um, they were like hooking up, I guess, and she was choking on something, like a Brussels sprout in her trailer, and she was cho- yeah, she was choking to death, and he gave her the Heimlich, and then he proposed right after that. Oh, and she accepted, but then she left uh, for Paul Simon. She got wow. back together with Paul Simon. Wow. Um, but she was very like if you watch the original Star Wars. She's so like adult in that you can't believe that's a nineteen year old. I know she has like a British accent for half of it. <laughs> well, she was studying like. The um, American Academy. Yeah, but she was very. She was brilliant. She really was. Yeah, no, she was. She was really. She was yeah. really good. And she. Um, did I you mean, ever see as a person? I'm not saying as an actress. I'm saying as a. She was a very smart person. Yeah, yeah she seemed smart. She was a good writer. Yeah. And then I guess it came out later. She she was like sleeping with Harrison Ford. During... Yeah, right before she died, she released that because you had yeah. a new book coming out. And he was like married with kids at the time. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like whatever. Everything's off the. When you're in that business making movies, you just <laughs> have to always be banging everyone. Yeah, everyone wanted that anyway. You know what I mean. Yeah, and it was back in the 70s, yeah. and it was like, no one's going to know ever. <laughs> um, and she, there's all these, like, I found them online, like, diary entries about when she was sleeping with him while making Star Wars, and she's basically like, it's all about how he's just kind of a dick. Oh, really? She's like, you know, I just, I love him so much, he just, he never talks. <laughs> he never says anything to me, and I know he thinks I'm stupid. You know, she was 19, he was like 34. Yeah, which is a little creepy there, but, yeah. But it is so funny, because you know Harrison Ford would just be this guy who just would be not say anything, yeah. never open up. He was already gristled, you know, at that point. You know, yeah. he was already gruff. And she's probably like, let's talk about things. He's like, shut up. Yeah, he's yeah. like, just shut up and do it. <laughs> 19-year-old idiot. I know, you know, it's just, but it's also very, like, indicative of, like, 
a woman, a very young woman, would would fall for this powerful older guy right. who's just a dick. Yeah, and she th- reads so much into him. You know, that's what women do. Well, he never says anything, so I know that he has deep thoughts. He's probably like he's probably just not listening. No, nothing. He you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably just thinking about like banging you or some other or like the key grip. Well, he's been a curmudgeon for years, you know, and he's yeah. been a horrible interview. Harrison Ford, and, and, but I, in this last Star Wars movie that he was in, when he started doing interviews, he started embracing it again. Because I think probably someone told him, like, "Listen, yeah, you know, we're gonna give you a lot of money in this movie. Don't fucking shit on it. Right? Don't act like you don't care. You know." So then he kind of changed a little, and he acted. Uh, he's like, I'll "Only be in it." Yeah, he's such a dick. To only be in it if I die. Yeah, <laughs> just kill me. I'm so sick of this. But I remember seeing interviews with him in the '90s when he was big too. And we were like on Letterman. They would be like painful interviews because he would, they would, they would try to talk to him, and he just wouldn't say anything. Yeah, and I think he became really grizzled. Is that what you said? Like, I don't know why. That's not even is that, a, that is a word, gri- right? Grizzled. grizzled. He became very like cantankerous because he yeah. started. He was like an actor young in like the studio system, and he did grizzled. I think yeah, grizzled. Yeah. Whatever he and um he like di- didn't get a lot of work as an actor for years, and so. He ca- he didn't really quit, but he started doing carpentry. Do you know that? Yeah, I do. he did it because he was like, I can't make a living as an actor, and I, and he was like, I'm so you know, he's kind of like a tough guy. Yeah, and I think he was like, this is like a stupid job. Like, I need to be making money like by with using my hands. And then he did that for years, and then he his career started to take off. And with Star Wars, he was just hired to read with the other actors, right. and that's how he finally got the part. Yeah, because Lucas put him in American Graffiti. Yeah, yeah, so he knew him from that, but he wasn't going to be Han Solo. He was auditioning other people reading Han Solo, right. and then he was like, oh, I should put him but in But let's face movie. it, he did make the original Star Wars movies. No, he's he was great. I, I mean, mean, Han Solo is like... That's, I, why, that's why I think it's so funny. He's always like bitching about being Han Solo. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. You're Han Solo and Indiana Jones. But I think that's... What, yeah, and I think that's what he had, like this humor in the original Star Wars that I think was always missing from the newer ones. Yeah, that, and you that's know? what was missing from Rogue One. Yeah. All I could think was like, there's no one who's like charismatic. Mm-hmm. I start realizing whenever the problem after the first three Star Wars, you know, whatever. And I know they're not in order, but whatever. The original ones is that no one is charismatic and, yeah. and everyone's taking it way too seriously. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, he had personality and he was charismatic and he was funny and he was kind of like grizzled. Yeah. You know, Han Solo was like him where he was just kind of pissed off and cantankerous. Right. And it was kind of almost commenting to the audience how dumb everything was, you know. It, yeah. You know. He he seemed like Harrison Ford, you know, just in another world. Yeah. So that was um when I was watching Rogue One, I was just like no one in this is like has no any charisma. Yeah. And everyone has like a British accent, but they don't, or they do. Oh, they have like Indian accents. I mean, I'm just sick of that too. Or like, I'm watching like everyone has like different accents. So this is a galaxy (laughs) where like there's also just dudes with Indian accents (laughs) and English accents. Uh, but I want to actually get to the, the movie Fences. Okay, yeah, let's get to that because there's I find something in good movie. is really it funny? Like, is it as funny as it looks? Hilarious. It just looks like there's not one light moment. It's like off whole tra- Christmas party. Exactly. Yeah, the whole trailer is just... <laughs> she's just crying. Viola Davis needs to chill out. <laughs> like when she was giving that Meryl... I'll let you guys say, but that when she was giving the Meryl Streep award, she was just like, she stares at you. Oh, like yeah. it's just everything Viola Davis says is like this huge moment. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine like dating her? Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, Viola, how you doing tonight? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I was on set. 
what do you want to have? What do you want for dinner tonight? I once had fried chicken or whatever. I once. She's just crying. Yeah. But yeah, what you you said you had a story about that? that well, no, I, and I like the movie, and Denzel is great in it as he usually is. You know, he's really good in it. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> But he's uh, overrated. It was a play, and you, they yeah, worked yeah. like a play. It wasn't a lot of sets to it. You know what I mean? It was basically kind of in one area. You know, yeah, the, the backyard. Time. Yeah, and um, it was it had a little death of a salesman kind of quality. Oh to yeah, it. yeah. And I like I like movies and plays like that. But here's the thing: there is. Uh, I'll let you guess this one. All right? Okay. He has a bro- It's right after World War II, and he has a brother who got his head shot in World War II. Okay. And he has a steel plate in his head. So he walks around like he's kind of special needs and kind of messed up, but special needs. You, and you, you're not sure what it is first until they explain it. But the character seems a little crazy or special needsy. Right. All right. He's retarded. Yeah. I'm All just right. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just the actor that. who plays this movie is. Uh, the, the guy who plays his brother, Michael mm-hmm. T. Williamson? Mm-mm. Oh. Is that the guy from Forrest Gump? Yes, Bubba. It is? Yes. Okay, that's so funny. Now, I can't believe I guessed that. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Do You had no clue? No, I oh. really didn't. Yeah, Mickey I. Williamson? Michael T. Williamson. Yeah. Um, but, he's a really good actor. I actually was just thinking about him like two days ago. I just saw, remember the movie Wildcats with Goldie Hawn? Oh, he was in that. He's in that. Yeah, but remember that I just felt bad. Not bad, because he has a good career, but ever since Bubba, you he, know. He's, he's always a, just. He always, because you remember in, um. Was the movie Con Air? He wasn't like. Was he in that? Yeah, he wasn't special needs or whatever, but he was like some some guy who was sick and stuff. He needed insulin shots. Right. And he was like the weak black guy. He always plays like this weird. Yeah. Weird what else was he in since that? I don't know, but I I want to look up how many times he's played someone like that because I think he's been typecast. Is he? And does he act Bubba ish in the movie? Slightly, but not really. It's more. It's still someone who's you know. Is he in it a lot? Yeah, he's got a big part. Oh, okay. But I just when I saw it, I'm like I'm like oh my god I can't I guess his career's not going amazing because well, I don't think he, I would have agreed to do that you know really you know I, I'm a, yeah I, it's funny when I was watching Wildcats it was like two days ago and he's like one of the main guys in it, and it made me think I mean not think but like he was around for so long yeah. before that Forrest Gump part which kind of like took him to another but level. Here's a question. Okay. Like I don't know I was thinking like would you. If someone said you'd have a great movie career, but in every movie you'd have to play a retarded person, yeah, would and you'd make five million a year, would you do it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Giovanni Ribisi did that for like ten years. <laughs> I feel like Giovanni Ribisi played a retarded guy in a movie, and then like every movie he did after like ten movies, yeah. he was retarded. But he wasn't supposed to be retarded in the movie, but he <laughs> still acted retarded. It was like weird. He was always kind of playing. He became this like really weird guy. Like I like him, right. and I always thought he was good. What is the worst depictions of a special needs person? Do you remember? Because um, I just saw Radio recently. That I never saw that, but oh, that looks really bad. Yeah. Like that looks embarrassingly bad. <laughs> like that looks like he was trying to win an Oscar. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do, right? They they become retarded to win an Oscar. Right. I, I never saw it, but the one that looked weird was Sean Penn. Um, I am Sam. <laughs> I am Sam. That one looked weird because yeah. it was Sean Penn for some reason. Like yeah. being, re- I don't know. Like there was one from. Um, like the seventies with like Sean Cassidy. Oh no! And someone, someone else, some girl, and they're they're both retarded. I mean, I guess I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah, no, I, I try not to, but we they're both retarded. mentally disabled. And I forgot what it was called, but it's like 
it, it's kind of uncomfortable. It's like these the, they're they're in love and they won't let them like you know kiss each other. Oh, I think I know that. Movie. And there's just like a scene where he's like talking to the head of where they live and he's like I mean I'm not going to he's like why won't you let us kiss? You know, it's just kind of weird. It's Sean right. Cassidy. Some people just shouldn't do that. Another <laughs> really bad one is Rosie O'Donnell played played one no. in that movie. It's really bad. Oh I do remember God. too, like I think Howard Stern when it was coming out, it was like a TV movie. They were playing clips of it of her being retarded, and they just kept stopping and making fun of oh, it. Oh my God! You know, and he's like um, imitating her. Oh you know? my God! I mean, it was more just to make fun of her right. being a bad actress. Well, what's what do you? I think one of the do best ones, one? best ones ever, because I gave you some examples of the bad ones is. Uh, Leo and Gilbert Grape. Yeah, I thought that was always really good. He was good in that, and I also felt like because he in the, the character in the movie is kind of annoying. Like he annoys everybody. Yeah, and I like that because it's like usually in these movies, it's always just like a guy who's a little slow, but everyone loves him and he's a cool guy. Right. But I'm sure in the history of retarded people, there's some annoying ones. Well, I've yeah, kind that, of seen some. That's what was good too, because yeah. like Johnny Depp is his brother, and right. he's always annoyed by him that he has to like take care of him. It's right. kind of his whole life is around. Always being there for him, right? And and it's the, not like Leo was a bad person; he just was annoying, you know. Yeah, exactly. He was, and that was like the thing that kind of started to break him. That was the first time yeah. he got a, an Oscar nomination. Um, Every time I forget that he's I, he's a good actor, I watch movies like that because some of the later movies just not really. I, I thought everyone like loved it. I thought he was. I, I I think he's great. I just feel like in everything he's so intense, right? In every movie, he's like, "What are you?" Doing. You know, he's, he's it's good, but it just gets a little annoying. This is another thing that when you brought up fences, did you, you know, everything becomes like a scandal now. If mm-hmm. Any kind of flub. Did you see like, I noticed when I was watching it. Hidden that, Fences? Yeah, Michael Keaton called it Hidden Fences. Oh, I thought it was Jenna Bush who said that. Well, she did too, but <laughs> the one I saw was Michael Keaton. Jenna Bush did it on the red carpet. Oh, okay. But then there were people who were writing like, this is so racist, you know, like, oh, come on. They just didn't. Right. He just got it but wrong. It just shows you where your mind is because you're putting the two black movies together. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? So it's not really. What racist. about when that one guy was like, Blacky Fences? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a little far. <laughs> Malcolm X Fences. Um, I, uh, yeah, did you, Hidden Figures is supposed to be really good? I heard about it. Um, that it was really good. It looks all right. Critics are good, but I, from right here, it's very by, by the book kind of movie. Yeah, which I'm just tired of seeing these movies. What's the movie that won um, Best Picture? Moonlight. I heard that's really good. Yeah, that looks really good. I haven't heard anything about that no, until but, like last night. Yeah, I bet you that one. But Hidden Figures, which I heard is good, but I heard it's very by the book. It's what's like one of those movies. It's like, oh, you're black, you can't do this, and then right, then just I'll show you that I can do it. And then, yeah, right. black women on right. top of it. Yeah, so it's always the same story. Like I can't believe. You're letting a black woman do this. Right. She proves it. Are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) She's the smartest woman in the world. (laughs) Which is a good story to show, but I've seen these movies over and over again, you know? Right. Bill Burr had to think about that. They just keep like trying to fit in these race racist stories with everything, like swimming. (laughs) Like they wouldn't get black uh, pride, I think it was called. They wouldn't let black guys swim. Uh, Get out of the pool. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) jeez. Um (laughs) no, that looks good. And then uh yeah, well, can I talk about? I saw Passengers. Oh yeah, have you seen that? I read the whole plot line, so I know it because you do. Okay, yeah. well, if anyone's listening, I'll put it, it's a spoiler. I'm going to give it away. Yeah. Um, 
I like I didn't I heard it was bad, but I was like upstate, I had nothing to do, and I was like, eh, I'll go see it. I almost wanted to see it for myself. Like when things I hear things are really bad, I almost want to see them because I just want to know how bad it is. And um it's funny, I saw it like at nine thirty on a Wednesday upstate and I was the only one in the theater. And then I was like, Oh, that's weird and then I started watching the movie. I'm like, Oh wait, this is about a guy who's like alone in a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, oh, this is the best way to watch this. And, you know, the yeah, so, like, basically he wakes – it's, like, a 120-year journey. Right. And they're going to another planet, and they're all, like, asleep on purpose. I don't know what they call it. And um, hibernating. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up uh, 30 years in, so he, he, he discovers he woke up 90 years too early. And the thing that's so annoying, it's, like, obviously it's supposed to be, like, way in the future. They don't say when it is. Right. But this spaceship is, like, insane, and they've discovered new planets. Um, and he's he, there's no way to contact anyone. And then he finds, like, a machine. He's like, let me send a message. And they're like, okay, your message is sent. It will it'll arrive at Earth in 50 years. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude. Well, how bad was this? Is the bad movie bad? It starts out okay. Right. But... Because w- this is what happened. I didn't know. You probably know it now. But, like, because I thought they, they just woke. Because I, m- I made that joke, like, oh, how lucky to wake up. It's you and and Jennifer Lawrence, the right. hot chick in the world. What happens is he wakes up and he's so lonely and he can't take it after a he year. He wakes her up. He sees Jennifer Lawrence. That's why it's such, like, a, when it comes down to it, it's just kind of this perverted movie. He just finds the hottest <laughs> chick asleep. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I want to bang her. Like, I'm just going to wake her up. Yeah. And then but he. That, I honestly would probably do the same thing. Well, what I was saying, if it was me, I would just keep waking chicks up like every couple of weeks. <laughs> like the girl, she'll be like, "Who's this? Oh, she just woke up. <laughs> Who are these three naked chicks?" Yeah, but that... they they would start waking up other dudes. And right, be screwed. You know? I know. So like, so we just woke up. <laughs> yeah, just these three chicks with the biggest tits woke up <laughs> what about the 4500 other oh no their pods are fine that's kind of funny um so you that's know really he wakes funny. her up and then like she they fall in love of course but she doesn't know they woke her up and then finally the the robot tells her accidentally Michael Sheen. yeah and um they get into a fight basically and then um it's just the, the ending is you know the ending right yeah so basically, they have to save the ship, and then um, she has, you know, the, she can go back to sleep. They find another pod, and she's like, "No, I just want to be with you. I want to. I love you again." So they just live on the ship. Um, and she writes a book, right? Yeah, and it's called. Um, <laughs> no, and then uh, like at the way end, for, you know, Andy Gray. That, that's another. This happens to me in movies a lot. Like. I'll know an actor's in it. And like I was watching, it was like two hours into the movie. And I was like, I thought Andy Garcia was in this movie. <laughs> I was like, this movie can't be over. Like, right. it looks like it's ending, but Andy Garcia is like third in the credits. Right. Who did he play? He just is one of the crew that, w- and he's literally, he must have been cut out or something because the, the ending, the last 10 seconds is just him waking up and like looking around the ship. He has not, he doesn't even say anything. That's it? Yeah. He, he literally just looks around and then they're like, and it's funny, they, they end, there must have been another ending because they end it so fast that you can tell they're almost like, let's just end this before people realize like what happened. Because <laughs> so like, he doesn't even say anything? No, they, sh- she's doing narration. Oh my God. About like, them being so in love. I'm surprised he would be credited in the movie because usually they wouldn't, you know. Well, I think what happened, I mean, I, I, there was an alternate ending, I guess, and I'm, I'm sure he was in some scenes and I think uh, they were just like, we can't, we just have to end the Isn't there someone thing. else big in the movie? Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, right. But he's in it. Yeah. But it's it's just like, 
Wow. It just ends stupid. Like the, they're when they're saving the ship, it's really stupid. Like you know, he should die, but he doesn't die. Like he basically, like it's that thing where like he basically explodes and then he's like lives. He's like, oh god. Like you think he's dead, but he's yeah. like, oh, I just scraped my face. I think that movie was a big bomb. You know, it was, yeah. and I think it was just such a problematic. They didn't know what to do with the way end. That's ridiculous. Like. Right. I wanted to see when I saw the preview only because these are the two biggest movie stars in Hollywood now. Yeah. So I'm like, they probably picked a good script, and maybe it was a good script, but it didn't turn out well. Well, I think what happened was the big thing is they paid her $20 million. It was supposed to be a much smaller movie, and then they got him and her. I think they paid him like $8 million, and the yeah. big thing was like, oh, this is showing like how po- powerful women are in Hollywood now, Like that the woman who's not even the lead got $20 million. Right, but you know what it's also saying? It's saying, hey... We gave this woman twenty million to be the lead and to carry this movie. Yeah, and guess what happened to the movie? It sucked. It bombed. And you know? um, I don't. Yeah, it did bomb, but I don't know if it did as badly. I still think it made some money, oh, okay. and it, I think overseas it'll be fine. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I can see like fine. French liking a movie, but it probably won't do well. I mean, like, I mean, like, ultimately, I think yeah. it was like a hundred twenty million dollar budget. Wow. Um. So yeah, I just gave that whole movie away. But no, no, whatever. no one's gonna see that movie. That movie's dumb. And you, what, you just looked it up? Is that... I, I was reading the review, and the review was, like, giving so many spoilers. It was like the movie was halfway done in in the review. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, I wonder if it has the whole... Because you go on Wikipedia, they'll give you the plot of movies. Yeah. And so I just saw it, and I read Wikipedia. And I, read I was it. surprised. I didn't know that he wakes her up. That, But that made more sense. Right. I thought it was like, it could have been... First of all, I was thinking, like... You know, they, they they stay together just alone on the ship. And I'm like, dude, come on. The first fight they had, like, that guy would have been, like, running to that pod to go to sleep. Do, do we have a few minutes or no? Yeah, yeah. We uh, have, like, it's, we're at 50 minutes. Because it, it was, like, a near-future movie? Yeah. One of these movies that's supposed to be in the near-future, you think? Passengers? Yeah. They never say. I mean, it must be. Yeah, it's like yeah. they're supposed to be going to this. Because uh, I was just having a conversation with about some of this the other day. Like, don't you love movies... That that were made maybe years ago, and they depict the future, but they get everything wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. What's a movie? Like? Yeah, like there's so many that there's just so many. Some of the movies they never saw the internet. Well, obviously, otherwise they would have invent, invented the internet. Right, right, right. But uh, some of the movies are actually pretty good. I just saw Minority Report again. What year is that supposed to be? Two thousand. Well, it was in came out in two thousand two. Yeah, and they were pretty good with a lot of things. Like one thing they did is like you walk into a store. And this thing reads your iris, yeah. And then ads pop up, and they go, "Hey," and they'll say your oh. name and stuff like that, which wow. is really ha- kind of happening with Facebook. And yeah, stuff, yeah. You know, but they did get one thing I feel like wrong in a way. It's like people were reading newspapers. <laughs> you know. Oh, they still have them reading newspapers. Yeah. Don't know, they have them also? Like everyone is flying. Yeah, which could still happen, but the newspaper thing seems like not possible. At right, this point. that you would still have newspapers. Right, like everything is. We, the newspapers they had holograms that. on them, but still, oh, they did. Yeah, but still, I don't know. Well, there's a movie I it remember was before iPad. So yeah, I, one movie that I remember watching, I saw it like five years ago again, um, and I was like blown away by it. Was Escape from New York came out in 1980. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's supposed to be New York City's just been, Manhattan's just been turned into a prison. Yeah. And there's been, like, this huge wall around it. And it's it's supposed to be 1997. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, really amazing. Like, I was like, oh, my God. 
You know, I'm like, I was watching like 2010. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love seeing people's versions of the future from the past. I mean, sometimes they get shit right. Yeah. When they get it wrong, they get it wrong. I'm trying to think. I mean, I can't, there was another one, too. I saw something like that. It was supposed to be like 2002 or so. I mean, even, well, 2001, that's a great thing about it. It's not dated because he didn't really, it was on a spaceship. So. Right. Um, one thing I saw, though, in Minority Port was like, there's a scene where they open up umbrellas. Now, I'm thinking about umbrellas for a minute, and I'm like, they were just regular umbrellas. So they're saying in the next 50 years, there'll be no real updates to umbrellas. Yeah. But I think maybe that's possible, because really, umbrellas haven't changed in the last 100 years anyway. Yeah, what more can you really do <laughs> at this point? Like, who cares about, like, updating that? What what, what year is Minority Report? It's supposed to be, like, to 2050, I think. Okay, all right. Well, that, at least but they what put What changes it... in umbrellas have happened in the last... They Nothing. just fold them up a little bit, maybe? Uh, you know how they collapse into that little thing? Yeah, they're smaller... I think that's it. I, I, I like never really use umbrellas. <laughs> Even when it rains like really hard, I just never have one. Yeah. And I always like I always like underestimate that I need it. Like yeah. I but you need it, you know, unless you have like a great hat or something. Well you buy them on the city streets, those crap. Ones. I know, I just never have chain <laughs> or uh, I never have cash. You know, I use my card for everything. Uh, well what do you think if what would be the future for umbrellas if you had to pick? Probably just that they would be really small. Like I think that's all you could really do: make them a lot more. Because that's always the problem with them is that yeah. people always leave them. You think you could fit one in your wallet? No, probably like where you could fit it in your pocket. It's actually a good idea for an invention <laughs> because that's the thing is like Trademark when this. I always that's why everyone loses them because it's raining when you leave and then it stops and then you leave because you don't think you need your umbrella and you're not thinking about an umbrella anymore. And then what about the umbrella hats? Maybe that that'll come they back. have those. I know. Maybe they'll come back though. That's just like stupid. <laughs> you can't walk around with an umbrella hat. That just looks dumb. <laughs> I love when you see people like have plastic bags on their heads. You know what I mean? Or like bag. I'm like, like come they're on, treating dude. like it's a tsunami or something. Yeah, you know? it's really weird when you see that. When I see that, it's always just like, just to, don't go outside or just run. <laughs> but apparently, there's like, people run in the rain. But apparently, they say if you run in the rain, you get it's just worse. as wet. Oh, really? Than if you just walked. I don't know what I heard that though. Like it's a physics thing. I know people who just will use umbrellas for a drizzle. I mean, come on, a drizzle. Come yeah, on. I don't. I I just kind of. If it's raining, I just kind of stop going outside. Yeah. Um, was that there? What, what, what were some of the other movies that won, or what's something else that won? Was there another big thing? Oh, Casey Affleck. Mm-hmm. So I guess that thing didn't hurt him at all. I still believe it might. You you don't think he's going to win the Oscar? I I don't think it matters at this point. I feel. Did you see it? I haven't. I want to see it. I saw it. It good? It's good. I mean, yeah. It's just like it's good for the reason that I think everyone's think saying it's great because it's just very. It's not like uh, Hollywoodized or trumped up. It's very like the people just seem like the people. If this happened to these people, this is exactly how it would go. It's more realistic about how people really react to things, right? In life, especially like an Irish guy, yeah, who's not going to like have. It's not like a movie where halfway through or at the end he has some big revelation and his life changes. It's kind of like he might kind of change at the end, but you don't know. He's kind of making a little progress. That's why it's very realistic. Oh. Life is more like shades of gray kind of thing. And yeah, and like ambiguous. He, yeah, he's going through a really hard time, and like it seems like he's kind of coming out of it, but. You know, who knows? Well, I just feel when the campaigning for the Oscars happen, it gets a little, you know, there's money on the table. So I feel like someone's going to try to smear him. I, I predict this. And this is someone who predicted 320 Hillary, uh, electoral votes for Hillary. So I'm, I'm okay, a, yeah. I have a so great track it. record. I think Hillary's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think Trump's going to win Best Actor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You losers. That'd be so funny. He somehow won something, went on stage. I'd love to see his speech. Oh, yeah. You guys are all stupid. (laughs) That's my. But meanwhile, I was reading how much he loves the Hollywood because he used to be part of that community, and now he feels bad that there he's just. Persona non grata. You know, it's really funny. There's this old, you know, like 2005, Eminem was coming out with an album called Encore. Yeah. And um, he, the whole, they did this big event to promote it. And it was that Eminem was running for president. Or I, I don't know if he was even, I think it was president. And they did like a fake, like, rally or like convention. And Trump introduces Eminem. He makes like a big speech about Eminem being president. Right. It's really, it's just so strange to watch. That is strange. This is your president now. I know, I know. I, I think it's like almost as weird as if like Eminem was president now. Yeah. You know, the whole thing is that it was all a joke. How ridiculous it would be if Eminem was president and like it's Trump <sighs> endorsing Eminem. I know. Well, um, two weeks. We should have a special show for that week. Yeah, it's a week. It's a two weeks from today or two weeks from yesterday. I think it's two weeks from. It's like twelve days from now. Twelve I think. days. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it's weird. I, I. I still when I when I think about it, I try not to think about it too much. It's just the tweets are the thing where it's like I, he's just never going to stop. Like he's that's just going to be the president now, right? Saying you guys are stupid. The whole thing with the media is the is the scariest part. I know conservatives who don't believe. Anything the Times or the Post say, Washington Post, right? They get their news from wherever they get it, and from fucking Trump's tweets. Right? So, yeah. Scary. Do you think? Because uh, now you know, obviously the Dem- the Dems are going to be gunning for him, and they're. I feel like they're really going to be looking for anything they can kind of grab and latch mm-hmm. onto. I mean, there, there has something has to happen. I mean, even this like hack thing. Is gaining a lot more momentum, and well, you can tell they it's kind of shut it down in the Senate now. So I don't know. I know, but it's just kind of like even that he it really rattled him so much because it's like he keeps um, tweeting about because he's like saying it's taking away. Well, he's got a he's got a thin skin. That's the only. thing. I know that's what's so scary about it. The fact that you would just get mad about like Meryl Streep giving a speech. <laughs> I mean, it's just really. Well, let's next week let's scary. talk more about the Trump stuff. Okay, is there anything you want to end this on? Yeah, I think we're at the hour, and then we'll have a well, you know. Okay. And uh, I want to think. I I'll also think of movies where they got the future wrong. I want to do some predictions. Uh, not predictions. Some exa- show some examples. Logan's Run. <laughs> Was that a thing? Do you know that movie? I think it I was do. like the seventies. It's something like when you're thirty, they kill you. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love movies yeah. like that. <laughs> Which might not be a bad idea. Now. <laughs> I've met a lot of shitty twenty-nine-year-olds, <laughs> and I wouldn't mind being like. I don't, and for some reason, I think I would still be alive. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Golden Globe recap. Everyone download this episode. It's a good one. Download it now. You probably did it. It's too late now. (laughs) I shouldn't say it at the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. I'm a Brooklyn boy, I may take some getting used to. Chain snatching, ain't have it, gotta get it. Sing from Brownsville to Brain British. Fatherless child, mama put double shit. So the number runners was the only one to hang with him. Before you know it, I'm in the game, bang fit him. Sitting on orangutans, pity old kid apps like oranges. I'm dangerous. Tell me what the name of this.